Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we have been discussing Chapter 9, Rajavidya Rajaguhya Yoga, Yoga of Royal Knowledge and Royal Secret, or Supreme Knowledge and Supreme Secret, Yoga of Mysticism, because we are learning about the unmanifest, all-pervading Brahman, which is beyond the perception of our senses. We can know things in this world through our senses, but that is something which is beyond our senses, is what we are discussing right now. Which in normal languageical mysticism, something to know which is beyond our perception, beyond our cognition. So what we have learned so far in this chapter is that Bhagavan said that I pervade in this entire universe in my unmanifest form. And therefore you cannot see me, you cannot perceive me. However, that is the quest of your life, is to know it. Knowing which, you will know everything that needs to be known. In other words, if I know my own self, then I will know everything that is constituting my world. My world, I am at the center of my world and everything else around me relates to me. That's my relationship. If I know myself in its own essence, I will know all the relationships also with the world outside. So what we have been seeing is the relationship between the jiva, the individual that I am, jagat, that is the manifest prakriti, and ishvara, the source of both the jiva and jagat. So Bhagavan described in the beginning the relationship that I am the source of all things and beings, but I am not in them. In other words, Bhagavan says that I am not in each individual thing and being. But things and beings are in me, which is very contrary to what we have learned from our traditional learning and teachings of religions that Bhagavan is within me. Here Bhagavan said, I am not in anything or any being. Anything which is described as a thing or a being cannot be the Ishvara. It cannot be the essence of Ishvara. But the thing or being only exists because Ishvara exists. So that's basically is the conundrum which we have to resolve. And Bhagavan said that which is confusing you is the manifest Prakriti. This manifest Prakriti presents this myriads of forms and colors for my senses to Cognize. This knowledge about the things and beings outside misguides me. And I consider that that which I see is reality. 
when it comes to me i can perceive and feel my body mind and intellect and therefore i come to the conclusion i am this that something i can experience i can see the presence of my body when i look into the mirror i can see my limbs i feel my mind and i feel my intellect so that's my identification and bhagwan said all beings are deluded by that maya all things are coming out of my maya even though i am not in them they are in me but they are also literally not in me they are not physically in me beings are not physically residing in ishvara therefore bhagwan said that's because of maya the maya creates this world of things and beings out of its own power maya is the cause for my being who i am today that ignorance about my own self has created the identity with this continuum called body mind and intellect i call this is me but i want to that's the quest of your life is to know that most people do not know that bhagwan said because they are confused by this rajas and tamas in maya maya is constituted of three qualities sattva the knowledge rajas activity and tamas inertia most people are predominated by rajas and tamas and therefore they identify with the prakriti outside but is there are few who have risen to the level of sattva the sages they recognize the essence behind this prakriti they recognize that the substratum to this universe is that all pervading self and say so therefore they constantly think about me they constantly praise my glory they constantly remember me so the journey in evolution we have seen is from tamas from inertia to sattva which is knowledge and the final destination is satya the truth so evolve from inert matter to highly intelligent capable of knowing truth in a sattva but then the journey is to know the truth the satya so journey is from tamas to sattva and then cross this maya and go to satya but once it gets your go knowing that truth you will know everything that needs to be known that knowing gold you will know all the essence of all the gold jewelry knowing mud you will know all the essence of all the mud parts as we have seen the classical example knowing that self you will know your own self because my own self is nothing but the pure consciousness the bhagwan said there are sages who reason to that level like godly people who constantly keep that in mind that there is nothing is existing in this world other than that all pervading self and therefore myself also is nothing but that all pervading self and everything i see in this world outside is also nothing but that all pervading self this is the satatam kirtayantam maam he is doing this kirtan constantly in his mind that the nothing exists other than that supreme self the bhajanti ma me constantly identifying with me he keeps that thought in mind 
so that he can cross over this maya. So maya does not delude him. Gnana yagnena chapi anya yajanto maam upasate. But then there are others who employ different methods, different paths. So the paths which are described here are for going from this samastra just to sattva and then do satya. One path is those who reach that highest level of sattva, they constantly realize that there is nothing but the Ishvara is pervading everywhere. This is nothing but the Maya's play. This Jagat is under the spell of Maya, therefore Bhagavan said, I send these beings over and over again into this world which is spinning from birth and death, birth and death. And this Maya makes it possible to continue in perpetuality. But those who recognize the fact that Ishwara is the Lord of Maya, Maya is controlled by Ishwara, and Ishwara is the one who is pervading all throughout this Maya. Maya cannot exist without Ishwara because my knowledge of any science or architecture cannot exist without me being conscious about it. Maya cannot exist without Ishwara being conscious about it. So the Gnani Yagnena Chapini, the people constantly reminding themselves, having known this knowledge from the scriptures, from teachers, from sages, I may not have experienced that yet, but I keep that in mind that anything which I see, anytime I see, I remind myself. It is nothing but Ishwara's manifestation. Gnana yagnena chepiyane yajanto maam upasate. This is how he worships me. By constantly reminding himself when he reacts or acts in this world that I am who is reacting in the world which is acting is nothing but that same supreme self. So that is Gnana yagna. Constantly Offering my ignorance. Right now my ignorance is I am this limited being. The world out there is something completely different. That ignorance I consciously and purposely destroy in the knowledge that the world outside is not different than who I am. Ekatvena. So there are several ways. Even in that there are several methods. Ekatvena. One is Advaita. The non-dual, none other exists other than that Supreme Self, which is what we call it Advaita philosophy of Vedanta. That there is no, no other existence other than his existence, but he pervades everywhere. So the Ekatvena. When I see things and beings, I realize that there is no other existence other than his existence. So Prutakvena. Dvaitavad. You may be following a Dvaitavad. Your master must have told you, no, no, the Bhagavan is separate and you are separate. He will be master, you are his sevak. Even there, you will see that all that exists is nothing but his maya. And I am seeing the same maya which makes me as who I am, make the world what it is. So the different perspective, but the same knowledge that the underlying reality, the unmanifest self, is the one and the same. Bahuda Viswato Mukham. Or you can see the world of plurality, which I see, is nothing but the same entity. So the various teachings we have in our tradition is the Dvaitavad, 
Advaitvad and Visistha Advaitvad. Whichever way I look at it, in the end, Bhagavan said, Nani Yagnan, in that knowledge that the fundamental reality is the consciousness. Everything is emerging out of this fundamental reality, which is consciousness. Everything is emergent reality. The world is real for me, but it is a relative reality. As long as I identify with this body and intellect, this world is very real. And I shouldn't make mistake of picking a fight with a wrestler or somebody who is larger than me. That's very real world. That's a Vyavaharik Buddhi. I should have that common sense. But the same token, I should have the fundamental knowledge that the only one reality exists. The next verse, Bhavan explained that in all your activity, also you should see the same entity. So in any activity, three entities are required. The actor, field of activity, and the instrument of action. So when I act in this world, this world is my field of activity. I'm working outside in this world, the world is the field of my activity. Actor is me, my ego. Aham that which tells me I am doing is the actor. An instrument that I use is this body, mind, intellect continuum. I use either my body, my mind, my intellect. That's my instrument. With that instrument, my ego functions in this world outside and acts in this world. So right now I see all those as three separate entities. But in this verse, Bhagwan says, Aham Kratuhu, Aham Yagnaha, Swadaha Aham, Aushadam Mantro Aham, Eva Ajyam Aham, Agnihi Aham, Hutam. This verse is very similar to the one we have learned in chapter 4, verse 24. Brahma, Pranam, Brahma, Vihi, Brahmagno, Brahmana, Hutam, Using this ritual of yagna, this Vedic rite of yagna, where somebody is performing yagna, he is using the instrument to perform yagna, offering this ghee in this fire. Fire is the recipient. He said, Aham Kratuho. Kratuho are the Vedic rites. Vedic period in the Vedic Culture, Vedas describe rights for everybody. Everybody set rules to follow and set things to perform in a day-to-day living. See, all those activities you are performing, Bhagavan says, aham, it's nothing but me. The field is me, the actor is me, the instrument is also me. So when you are performing your rights, Bhagavan says, that's me. Aham yagnaha. See, yagna Swamiji describes here is the ritual prescribed in Smritis. In the later time, this particular ritual was designed to propitiate deities, the phenomenal forces. They realized that our lives depend on the phenomenal forces. If we can somehow manage them, then our lives will be much better. So the yagnas were created to appease or propitiate this devatas. So Bhagavan said, that's also me. The phenomena forces are me. The one who is trying to propitiate them is also me. And the means you use this fire. Fire was the messenger. You offer ghee to the fire, fire will take it to the, the higher authority. So Bhagavan said that, aham yagna, swadaha aham. 
that which you're offering the food. So in fire, what you offer is what is dear to you. The food is dear to you. Offer all those grains and ghee in it. Once it all the food, then all beings and creatures are eating is nothing but me alone. Come from my own Maya. Aushadam, also the medicine to cure your disease, is also me. Mantraham, and the chant which you chant, the thoughts which you think to act in this world is also nothing but me. Mantra is basically something which I churn my mind over and over again. I need to do this. I need to do this. Need to buy BMW. Need to buy BMW. Mantra aham, eva ajyam aham, the ghee which you pour, some agni aham, the fire is aham, and hutam, the offering is also me. So, but once in all activities, the actor, the field of activity, and the instrument. Is nothing but me alone. It is like an ice sculpture. If there is a village scene or a mountain scene in ice sculpture, the mountain is also ice. The people shown are also ice. The huts and the animals and whatever you see, the feel, all is ice because it's ice sculpture. So this Maya is like that ice. Everything is created out of the same material. Pitaham ascha jagataha. Now Bhagwan shows the relationship. We have seen the one highest relationless relationship that I am in everything, but nothing is in me, or everything is in me, but I am not in them. Their activities do not affect me. But it comes down to our level. We need someone to tell us how I came into existence. Where do I go when I am in trouble? So when I was a child, obviously I went to my parents. Dad, I need money. My father is more rigid and strict, and I'll go to my mother because I know between those two, I'll be protected. So Bhagwan said, "In your life, if you need any guidance, Pita ham asya jagataha. I am the father of this universe. For all beings and things, he is the father because without him, their existence is not possible. I cannot be here if my father was not." Existing at one point of time in history, so I am here because my father existed. This jagat exists because Ishwara exists. Mata, I am also the mother, the one who provides the universal womb, the Hiranya Garba, is also me. From my womb alone, this entire jagat came out. So I am the mother of all beings. Dhata pita maha. I'm the supporter. Dhata also is translated is the karma faladat. Your activity, I am the one who gives results to those activities. That's how I support. The world is self-sustaining by the activities of the things and beings and people in this jagat. There is no other source of energy we require outside this jagat. The self-sustaining. By activity performed by each constituent part of this jagat, this prakriti, the Bhagwan said, "I am the supporter of that activity." Pita Maham, the grandsire, if you say, "Okay, who is the father? Who is the father? It's also me." In other words, this is an infinite relationship of father and children. My father had father was my grandfather. My grandfather's father was my great grandfather, and I can continue till infinity. The Bhagwan said, "That's me." 
when you reach a point where you cannot find who was your ancestor, that's me. Pitamaha. Vedyam Pavitram Omkara. Vedyam. I'm the one which is knowable. Everything else is known through my senses, but I still don't know myself. He said, you know me, that is the knowable. That is the quest of your life is to know who you are in reality. So Bhagavan said, Vedyam, I'm the knowable. Myself is knowable. Pavitram, the purifier. Once I know my own self, it will purify all my sins. Because they will become like the sins I have committed in my dream. When I wake up, all my sins in my dream are washed out because they were not performed by me, the waker, they were performed by me, the dreamer. Here Bhagavad says, therefore, once you wake up from this state of waking, which you call real, to the Turiya Avastha, the fourth state, where you see things as the witness of the entire Prakriti, it will purify you of all your sins, all your unhappiness. Omkara, which is indicated in Vedas as Omkar, which we have learned. The Om constituted of A, O, and Ma are represent creation, O represents sustenance, Ma represents destruction. And then there is silence between two utterings of Om, which is the Turiyavastha, the fourth. So all these four states of your existence, Bhagavan said, is indicated in Veda as Om, that Om is the knowable. Ruksama Yajuhu Evacha, and all that is described in Vedas as the supreme being is nothing but me. Ruksama. Swamiji points out that Atharva Veda is not mentioned here. There are several explanations commentators have given. One is that Atharva Veda probably was not really known at the time of Mahabharata. Bhagavan Vedvyas did not even consider that as Veda. Other explanation, Atharva Veda is predominated by secular sciences, you know, engineering, medicine, all that is in Atharva Veda. So Atharva Veda is more secular science. In fact, all the aeronautics by Bharadwaj Rishi describe engineering and mathematics is basically comes from Atharva Veda. Or Swamiji says that, therefore, maybe Bhagavan Vedya did not consider Atharva Veda is as important as Ruksam and Yaju to describe the supreme reality. Because this chapter is about mysticism. To know something which cannot be known by my normal senses. Gatihi Bharta Prabhu Saksi Nivasaha. So Bhagavan is describing his relationship to us as normal human beings or individuals and say, You have to see me as this. I'm your father, I'm your mother, I'm a supporter. They say, Gatihi, I'm the go. Now, Gati, obviously, in our vernacular language, is speed. What is the speed of a car in Gujarati? I'll say, Gati Ketlech. Gati is speed or Gati is activity. So Gati is also goal. For my action to create activity is my goal. So Bhagavan said, that is me. Every action that you perform, your goal is to get something out of action. You see, no matter what you think your goal is, but ultimately it is me. I'm trying to buy a BMW. <laughs> Or get a promotion, 
You see, in the end, because there is nothing other than me, so your goal is me, Gati. I am the goal of all things and beings. If I find my happiness somewhere else, I'll decide that as my goal. But in the end, all I'm trying to find is happiness. So, Gatihi, Bharta, and I am the supporter of your activity. You perform your activity because you're conscious. I am enabling you to perform this activity. I'm so sexy, I'm witness. I think I should do that. That I is witnessing what what my thought is. Because I'm I'm also witness saksi. Nivasaha, I'm the abode of all things and beings. Sharanam, I'm the refuge. When everything fails, what do we do? We go to Bhagwan. Bhagwan, take care of it. I have tried everything. I thought I can take care of it. Apparently it's not working out. So he's Sharanam. Is the final refuge. I have tried everything. I asked my father, I asked my friend, I asked the authority, president. In the end, Bhagwan, you take care. Saranam, Suhrut, friend. Now, this is very unique relationship we have with our friends. A relative or a friend, if we go to them, relative will give you the advice which he or she thinks is right for you and he will not participate in anything which he doesn't think is right. You go to a father and say, I want to go to a casino. And if that's the exam time, my father will not support me. So, are you going crazy when your exam is coming and you want to go to a casino or whatever the movie? But a friend will support me. It happened to me all the time. My friend will come just a day before the exam and say, Neil, this is a new movie. And I don't think it will last long. We'll be able to go and see it. I said, well, Deepak, I have an exam next day. Said, yeah, yeah, but you can always read at night, isn't it? And you guys are good at working at night. Oh, okay, let's go. Friend is the one who supports me even if he thinks it is not right for me or is not good for me. Even he thinks that it is not good for both of us, he will still say, okay, if you are bent upon doing it, I'll support you. Even when you are doing something wrong, you are acting in an evil manner, I caution you as your conscience that this is not good for you. But you say, no, no, but I need to do it. Because I enable you. Go ahead and do it. I'll support you. Prabhavaha pralayaha tatha. I am also the beginning, the source of your existence. And also I'm the dissolution, which is where you come into existence and you dissolve in nothing but in me alone. Every time you took birth and you died, this cycle continues by only happening within me. So I am your source of your being, and I'm also source of your dissolution of your being. Sthanam, I am the foundation. I am that foundation on which all this Maya is working. That you take birth and you work and you leave and you die and take birth again. The cycle continues. Constantly acting in this world, it's all happening because of me, the fundamental reality. Nidhanam and the end of all your activities, that's where you rest in the end. Bijam avyayam, because this world is perpetual, it continues for perpetuity. The seed which creates this world must be perpetual also. So unlike other seeds which we have experienced in life, when I plant the seed, the tree comes out, the seed is lost. Now seed is manifesting as the tree. But I can't find the seed again. 
but he is in this case because the prakriti the tree is nothing but maya the seed remains intact the seed is the brahman that brahman remains intact without any change while projecting this maya so bhagwan said bijam avyayam therefore i am that immutable seed of all the being with that we'll stop right here if you find this podcast helpful please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org thank you om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha सर्वे भद्राणि पश्यन्तु मा कश्चित् दुःख भाग भवे ओम शान्ति 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः Hari Hiyo